check, check. Mic check. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Yeah, welcome everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. One minute early too. It's 10.59. That's right. We deliver. We under-promise and we over-deliver at PulpMX. That's what we do. Uh, thank you for listening. Anaheim 3 this weekend. Lots to talk about when it comes to this race. Third time at Anaheim. I wonder how that's going to go for the track uh, soil and prep and everything. Going to be very hot, it looks like. I'll ask our weather expert, Jason Thomas, here coming up uh, on the show. Thank you to Michael Antonovich as well. He's coming on from Swap Moto Live. Lots to get into when it comes to the races. And 702-586-7857. We'll take your calls on it. 702-586-7857. We are giving away... A uh, pair of Fly Racing Zone Pro goggles. Um, yep, it's that easy. We're just going to give that away. Thanks to the folks at Fly Racing for that. And we're going to give away some FMF Vision goggles because Maxis SGB Honda Rider Kate Clayson made the main event. And that's what we're going to do every time he, Kate is in the main. And so Kate got in the main. So we're giving away some FMF Vision goggles. Thank you to Fly Racing, uh, flyracing.com. Great company, great products. They have designs and prices and gear lines to fit anybody's needs. And uh, whatever you want, they can do it. Snow stuff as well, mountain bike stuff, watercraft stuff. Uh, Fly Racing, WPS guys are great. They uh, they are at every Supercross as well with their display. So please check it out. You can go there and look at the Formula Helmet, which is absolutely amazing, that Formula Helmet. It's so, so good. Uh, super safe, super comfortable, super quiet. And then they have different shells and different price points as well to make it easy for you. So flyracing.com, of course, Justin Brayton and uh, Savachi when he was racing and Max Anstey and Shane McElrath, among others, wearing Fly Racing. If you haven't looked at Fly Racing for a while, please check it out, flyracing.com. Speaking of uh, Cade and the goggles, FMF Vision continues to expand its range. Now with a full line of lifestyle sunglasses, the all-new line features a unique balance between FMF's traditional style and modern fashion. The collection offers considerable value while hitting a high, highly desirable price point. Mirror lens models coming at 59 bucks. Polarized at 69 bucks. Eight frames, each in three distinct colorways, are now available at FMF Vision dealers around the world. Visit fmfracing.com to experience the entire FMF Vision line. And of course, uh, a, uh, Dean Wilson, Cade, others wearing, uh, Kyle Peters, among others, wearing the FMF Vision goggles. Thank you to uh, FMF. And also thanks to the folks at ProTaper. ProTaper on board with this uh, podcast on pulpamex.com right now. There is a review. By Chris Kiefer on the all-new ACF bar, aluminum carbon fiber bar from ProTaper. You know that uh, Ke- uh, Randy Valade was in here a few weeks ago talking about this. And Ke- Kiefer's tested it now. And nobody tests better than Chris Kiefer. So go to pulpamex.com, Read about what he says about the new ProTaper ACF aluminum carbon fiber bar. Lightest one and one eighth motocross handlebar. Up to 20% lighter than conventional one and one eighth designs. It's the first carbon fiber reinforced aluminum handlebar for motocross. They got a carbon core system in there that uh, uh, is what the key to this bar is. They got more room for controls on this bar as well. Um, I want to say like 20 millimeters more room for controls. Uh, all new handlebar, handlebar pad design. So thank you to ProTaper as well for coming on the show. Uh, Max's Tires, get Plum Creek funding all on board as well. We'll t- probably talk about <coughs> those guys more later. Excuse me. Um, I want to touch on the Vince Freeze Craig thing with JT just at the top, and then I think we're done. I think we're done after that. Just got to talk to JT about that a little bit. Uh, we'll get into that and more. Max's Tires, by the way, I spoke to the King of Supercross, Jeremy McGrath, this morning. Well, I texted with him anyways, uh, about uh, some stuff. And Max's Tires, uh, he used them, he developed them, and the SGB guys race them right now in Supercross main events like Cade and A-Ray. Uh, Jace Kessler, who's a 
250 East Coast sleeper, I think. Uh, Luke Neese as well. I've it's got some buzz about Luke Neese. They're all on the uh, Maxxis tires, MXSTs used by these guys. And uh, if you haven't thought about Maxxis for a long time, go to Maxxis.com and check it out. They have great mountain bike tires as well. Thank you to Maxxis Tires. Uh, taking your calls over there, holding things down. He was at Glendale. The Tis Legendary. Great race. How's Triple Crown? What'd you think? I really like them. Yeah. Uh, just I do in too. general, that's usually the only Supercross I go to now that there's not one in Vegas anymore. So uh, I got a lot of experience with that particular place. Um, but yeah, big fan. I like them. Seems like uh, a lot of action all the time. Yes. Um, did you do the Fly Racing Chin Up Challenge? I, I don't know if you were over there. <sighs> no, I didn't. I'm, I'm not quite uh, in fighting shape to to try and go over that. Well, you would you had your kid with you, and you really would have impressed your kid had you given that a try. Right, he wouldn't think of his father he, as a failure. He has done it in oh, years past. Okay, never even sniffed the uh, the podium on uh, that though. Yeah. Yep. Well, keep working at it. Yep. Uh, let's get JT on the line if we can. Uh, we have uh, some callers here. We have some lines open as well. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. We have uh, lots going on. Let's get to Shad on one. Shad, what's up, man? How are you? Pretty good. How are you doing? Good. What's up? Uh, yeah, so um, I was wondering about Malcolm Stewart and his foot. And his foot? Uh, yeah, I don't know if I've seen that or heard that right, but did he injure his foot before the season? Mm, I never heard anything about that. I don't, I'm not saying it didn't happen, but I, I don't remember hearing that. Okay, and then uh, I was wondering if you've seen the the comments that uh, his, his dad made about uh, Eli Tomac. And no, what he thought of Eli. No, where, where was it? Where was yeah. that? He was. Uh, it was on social media, but okay. he was praising Eli Tomac, his consistency, and mm-hmm. talking about how he's one of the best, and you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, well, yeah, no, you know, I think Big James has nailed it with that one for sure. So, um, <laughs> all right, thanks, Chad. Thank you for calling. Yep. Thanks. Uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Speaking of fly racing, it's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not too much. What's happening? Well, Tits was at Glendale, and he told me that he did not take part in the Fly Racing Chin-Up Challenge. Really sad. All right. Thought he would have done that. Well, it's a handlebar hang, so it's not pull-ups. So maybe he had the wrong idea, and that's why he didn't do it. Were you maybe Tits was at the Chin Up Challenge? Should I add something else? Yeah, there there is a, uh, a U.S. military. I don't. Maybe it's Air Force. Yeah, I, one one of the uh, military branches has a setup there that was pull ups, but that, that's not our our deal. Okay. Well, he didn't take part in the handlebar hang either. All right, man. That thing's crazy popular. I, yeah, no, I, I did not. I was not uh, on board with this idea. Okay. Going back three or four years ago when we were okay. planning all this out. And, uh, yeah, it's been one of my biggest L's I've ever had to take because the line for that thing each week is insane. Yeah, it's big. You're right. Uh, go over to the Fly Racing Truck this weekend and check it out if you can. Also, before I get too far into the show, we are doing another Yamaha Fly Racing live podcast show in Dallas. Of course, the one in Minneapolis next Friday night is sold out because that's where the pony is getting uh, handled. Um, and then the, uh, the we have one in Dallas as well. So the next weekend, the next Friday night, it's about – 25 minutes from uh, Cowboys Stadium, I believe, and it's at a theater, the Look Theater, it's called, and uh, it's, a, it's like a real movie theater, and it's a cinema and all that. So uh, please check that out. Uh, tickets to buy on PulpMX.com, Dallas Live Show. JT will be there. Weege will be there. We'll have some special guests. Uh, so please get tickets now if you can, 30 bucks, and uh, come on and hang out. And have a good time. Uh, all right, JT. Look, I don't. I don't really want to get into the Vince thing anymore, but I have to a little bit. I told the listeners okay. that, that I'm going to just ask you something, and then we're just going to move on. Fair enough. Grant Langston and James Stewart both come out publicly and said it's a racing incident. Do I have to tear down my stew posters and stuff now? No. It's, it is a racing incident. It's just a terrible, decided <laughs> uh, move in a, in a racing scenario. Um, I just, I don't know how, I don't know how you can look at that and be like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Like that's, that's just racing. How can you look at that and think that's racing? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't watch the GL thing. I started to, and then I'm like, I'm just going to get angry and I don't want to get mad this morning. So I didn't watch it. Listen, people are allowed to have their opinions. Um, the simple fact is we all know what we saw. We all know what his intent was. It's the same intent. 
and we, you and I differ on this a little bit. Um, I've just been watching this same type of thought process from him for far too long. And I've really tried to not rail against him as much lately. And, and I think he didn't deserve it as much lately. But again, I've been watching the same person do the same things to people for over a decade. And so any, any benefit of the doubt that he thinks he's ever going to get from me on a move is not, it's not coming because I know, I know who he is on a motorcycle. I know what he does repeatedly. And every time he does anything, all these people on his side and his camp and his team come out trying to deflect and defend and explain it away. And I'm simply done with that. I I don't even want to hear it. Like, did you tell me, did you tell me that Vince said that Craig was courageous? For going yeah. on the outside, yeah. what? Courageous to go the outside, yeah. Courageous. I mean, that's his words. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Oh, my I, God. Yeah. I uh, have learned that it's best not to try to reason with people that I, I don't necessarily think are, you know, thinking correctly about certain things or oh, they just don't it's... agree with me on things. Um, so, I, I honestly, I'm just done with the whole thing. Like, I'm done with anything that he or his team has to say about it because I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear excuses. I don't want to hear anything because it's always the same story and it's been the same story for a long time. So I'm not mad. I don't care. It didn't affect my life 1%, but for people trying to, they're trying to say it was, it was something that it wasn't. And they're trying to say, you know, explain it or deflect it or make an excuse. I I don't want to hear it anymore. Like I literally will walk away if someone even tries to make that argument because I'm, I'm completely done with that. The only thing that needed to be said by Vince and his team was I really screwed up. I apologize. And, 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 you know, whatever. And just drop it at that. And, and you you think big James, if that happened to to James Stewart, you think big James, you think he's just like, Oh yeah, that's that James. What are you doing going on the outside? Yeah, we all know that, right? And it doesn't do any good. Oh, my even God. Say, we know that. Like, that, that is a pure fact that you would never be able to talk me out of. Uh, and, and I wish I could go back in time to the conversation with Mike Genova before Anaheim won where he is saying some really inappropriate things, saying things that I, I took it at the time because I was, like, so shocked at his approach. I, I would probably immediately walk away because I just have nothing – to listen to from him anymore yeah or maybe i would just get really mad and go off on him i I don't know Uh, but i think his conversation in hindsight because his main point remember was that he was so angry that we weren't talking about how good of a rider is we were only talking about that there would be fireworks surrounding him well guess what we're going into round six and the only story concerning vince freezy is fireworks right or wrong it's the only thing that anybody wants to talk about. It is the biggest story in the sport. It's overshadowing how great Eli Tomac's been. Or Hunter like, Lawrence's win. Hunter Lawrence's win. Totally oh, overshadowing. Yeah, Hunter. We haven't even talked about that. But I'm <laughs> saying, like, Eli Tomac's resurgence should be dominating every headline out there, and it's not. It's oh, this. It's... And that was really the only point. So I, I, don't, I don't apologize. I, I, I honestly feel like we're vindicated in making that statement. So. Whatever, we need to move on. I, I don't even want to give it the time of day anymore because, honestly, he doesn't deserve it at this point. He really doesn't deserve uh, it. Please put GL and James Stewart in Christian Craig's position and tell me they just shrugged their shoulders and go, oh, well, racing incident. I guess I shouldn't have gone outside. Like, please, but, please but, tell but you me. Gotta remember, you also got to remember that GL thought that the move he did on Bobby Bonds at Hangtown was a racing move, too. So – it's all a matter of perspective, and you know, I I probably lean too much to the side where I don't like that stuff. And I, you, you do you called me on yeah. that, and, right? And and I I'm not arguing that. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I I agree with you. Um, so that's where perspective comes in. Like, GL is clearly on the other side, and that's okay. I'm not mad at GL for it. We just don't agree. That's okay. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, insane to me to see these racers sure. and these champions. Right. Me too. Insane. Me too. Insane. But I don't agree. But yeah. I'm not going uh, to. Whatever. If they, if they fine, come in. Have an, if, they, have opinion. if they want to come in and talk about the Anderson and Roxon move or the Mookie and Marvin thing, I, I'll listen. I, I can see the other side. There's just no other side to this one. Uh, no. I don't if see GL it. Was, it. In 2006, when GL was winning the championship, if Vince Freezy had done that, there would be a fist fight in the pits. That's the end of the story. I promise you. <laughs> yeah, that is that is exactly what would have happened. Uh, okay. I would I'll take uh, yeah. that bet against anybody. So it's easy it's easy in hindsight 
16 years later to say it's a racing incident, but I can promise you that GL would be going, trying to rip his helmet 100%. off. A hundred percent. And Big James at the same way. A hundred percent. So anyways, all right. Nuts. Uh, that's the kind of world we live in, though. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 show. A3 coming up. Uh, weather's going to be hot, JT. Track might be. I think we got uh, we got a real nice conditions for A2. Cloud cover. Dude, 88. Yeah, you said 88. 88 degrees. Yeah. I'm so. shocked. I, I did not expect that. Like, I thought my phone was, was having a glitch or something. Like, right. 88. So we're going to get a hard, we're going to get a hard and dusty track. Most likely, yes. Um, I will give them a ton of credit at A2. They got it so much tackier than I thought that they could. And, and Paul Parabinos and I were having a fun text back and forth because he was saying how slippery it looked. And I was like, man, I, I just walked the track at like 3 o'clock. I was on it, standing on it. And it's, for Anaheim, it was really tacky. It, so It was slippery in that one spot for sure. But other Yeah, than, of yeah, course, yeah. going across the start, yes. Yeah. Um, but either way, I think we're going to be much harder packed than that was, no matter what, right? Even if, if, if you thought that was slippery, I think this is going to be a rude awakening because it's going to be incredibly challenging if it's 88 degrees to keep any water in it, especially as we go into the nighttime. Yeah, yeah, no, it shows, it'll be a little different track, I think, for these guys this weekend. Uh, does that favor anybody? Do you think if we end up hard, slack, pack, slippery-ish, something? Uh, the 450 class, I think, you know, the, the guys that we would typically associate with hard pack stuff, you know, Jason Anderson, which I, I truly believe Jason Anderson has been the benefactor of these tracks so far. You know, a track like Glendale, it suits him. You know, he's born in New Mexico. He's incredibly talented on surfaces like that. So I, I would look for continuation from a guy like Anderson at uh, A3. I think you could say the same thing for Eli Tomac. You know, these guys that were born in the Southwest that are really uh, adept at, you know, picking up the throttle early and really feeling the traction, even though they have, you know, traction control that's really advanced now, there's still a different feel to it. And their, their confidence level goes up comparatively to other riders when, when the conditions are like this. So yeah. I would just think about guys like that where – some of the other guys, you know, if, if Zach Osborne was racing or some of those other guys, like, I don't necessarily think this favors them. You could put Cooper Webb in that same dynamic for a guy that will actually be out there on Saturday. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that divergence of where guys are a little better than other guys, and a lot of times it's just subtle. I think maybe that subtlety is expanded a little bit. Maybe it's not so subtle on Saturday night. Okay, look, be real here. So we have 12 rounds to go, and there's lots that could happen. Come on. Tomac's 11 up. Mm -hmm. He doesn't get hurt. Very rarely. Okay. Who can win this championship? Who can still win this championship? I mean, Sexton's, yes, 11 back. Uh, Anderson, uh, 15 back. Your guy, Webb. I I think Webb's still in it, too. Oh, my God. I mean, his, his his chances are severely reduced, of course. But... Where I come down on it is this thing can change so quickly. Um, the, the opinions and everything we think we know can shift so dramatically because two weeks ago, Webb was one point out. And he's had two races where you're just scratching your head a little bit. But just as quickly, things can go back the other way. You know, And I, I would agree with you that Tomac looks ready to run away with this thing. But I would have never said that two weeks ago. You know, when we were leaving San Diego, it didn't feel like Eli Tomac had this series ready to, ready to wrap up. So I'm trying to not be victim of the moment. I know. And we're, we're, we're going to get a huge series shift here in a couple weeks. And if, I, will, I will tell you this, though. If we leave Minneapolis and I haven't seen any improvement for, from Webb by then, I'll jump in and say he's out of it. Okay, so we have a, we have a championship pie of 100%, right? Mm-hmm. By the way, I heard that Vince used the term blame pie on his, on his thing. <laughs> love it. Gotta love it. Uh, that one I know for sure it was came from me. Like that, that yeah, saying. That's yours. That that's is mine. So we have a championship pie now. Does Eli Tomac have over 50% of the championship pie with 12 rounds to go in your eyes? Yes, because, yeah. you know, if you right. switch spots with like Roxon or Webb, into Sexton and Anderson, the way they look, the way they've been riding, the point situation, all those things, I would say no. But it's not. It's Jason Anderson and Chase Sexton who are still making critical mistakes. They're they're still doing it, right? They're they're able to overcome that adversity somewhat, 
but they're still making the mistakes. And over 17 rounds, those things catch up with you. So, uh, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you're with me. I think I'm with you because uh, Roxon and Webb are, are veterans and they know how the game goes. And as good as Sexton and Anderson have been, yeah, I still see you still see some mistakes, right? So, um, yep. Uh, all right. Yeah, seven, this okay. is. I mean, if you're anybody, if you're if you are Cooper Webb, I think Eli Tomac being out front right now is the absolute number one last person you'd want to be there. Yep. I, I can't think of another person that I would be more concerned with. Yeah. If you're Webb. Yep. Uh, 702-586-757. Actually, the lines are full right now, so let's get to these things. Ryan's on five. What's up, Ryan? Hey. Um, first off, just want to say I'm pumped that the that Jamie's pony is getting clipped uh, oh, in mini. Yeah, um, yeah. And I just heard that you're having a live show in Dallas, and I'm going to be in Dallas. So I'm going to get my ticket for that so I can see Jamie's new look. Right. Well, uh, can Mr. You, Side's new look. Well, no, hold on. Mr. Side won't be at the live show in Dallas. He uh, he has a previous engagement. I cannot believe it. Oh, but it, w- really? will he be at the race on He'll, Saturday? Yeah he, yeah, he will be at the race on Saturday. So okay, I'll see. try to catch him in the pits at the fly show there then. Uh, by so, the way, so. uh, people, you can watch the Minneapolis Pony clipping uh, on Spot Network. Uh, check my social for details. I'll put more of it nice. out there. But you can subscribe for a month, sign up, watch the show, and then uh, and then unsubscribe if you want. Or you can stay on there and watch their other stuff that they have. So stay tuned. We'll, you can watch it live on Spot uh, TV Network. All right, go ahead, Ron. Okay, so I had a question about Craig. Uh, is, do we know if he's going to do any East Coast races on a 450 or is a slim chance because he's in the title hunt on he's the not. No, he's not. He's mentioned to me he's not doing it. Okay, because where do you think he would stack up? Because he, uh, I mean, he makes it look as easy as Tomac did this past weekend. I think he's a, a, a four to six, seven place guy in the 450 Supercross class, and I, and and this comes from a guy who said he was top five on his 250 at Glendale. I thought so. JT, what do you think? Yeah, I would put him in the same spot he was in for outdoors last year, uh, which is you know three to eight on any given day. Upside, you know, top three he could he could get a podium, and then the bad days he's he's six, seven, eight because we've seen him race the 450 a couple of years now. So we have a really good idea of what that looks like. Right. Um, now, do I think he's going to go win? No, I don't. Um, I think those guys in the 450 class are really fit the last, you know, five minutes. And I, I don't know what Christian's last five minutes are like, because he hasn't ever had to do it really. Um, but he looks great no matter what, I, you know, if he keeps this up, I, I think he'll end up, you know, on a good 450 next year. And, and for good reason. And another thing for the Craig yeah. stuff, I don't, and Joey Savacci brought this up on Monday show, and I like Savacci, and, and, but I also saw this on social media. Like Craig punting troll five years ago. Okay, so what? So, so, okay, so five years ago, he punts troll, gets penalized 5K, and his gate pick taken away. And how does that have anything to do with Vince blowing him off his bike at Glendale? I just, t- please tell me that. Everybody was somebody saying that? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I saw this. Numerous riders posted that thing. Savachi brought it up, and it was—I mean, it was completely so, out of line. Like, I think we all blasted. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Time. And he paid a penalty, right. and we all just—I right. I, don't—I mean, I, I don't know. Why, yep, I don't know how that would negate it. I, it was I, wrong I, for Craig to do that. Absolutely unacceptable. I, and I, I agree. That, yeah, and, and so people are bringing that up, and 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 Craig even said that. Um, you know, and I'm just like, Craig's like, yeah. People are sending me this stuff with Alex. I'm like, okay, so like. Uh, Anyways, uh, all right, Ryan, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank all you. right, all good points, man. I'll see you in Dallas. Thank you. Uh, Jordan's on four. Jordan, what's up, man? Uh, yeah, I had a, a question. Uh, I saw an interview with Ken Rockson, um, and, and he was uh, saying that he that he doesn't have to race anymore, that he just wants to. And I was wondering if you guys thought, you know, that he would retire maybe after this season, and would that be a spot you think that, like, Colt Nichols or Justin Cooper or even uh, Christian Craig would move into? Well, yeah, Roxon's contract's up, JT. Uh, haven't heard anything about him re-signing. Uh, I asked somebody that would know, and they said nothing going on right now. Certainly okay. a chance, JT, that he 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 uh, he doesn't he retires. And uh, but but uh, Jordan, as far as your question goes, like that spot is Jet Lawrence's. There is a spot at Honda 450 for the Jet. Gotcha. One hundred percent. But JT, what do you think okay. it would do? So I, so I have this is and this is complete speculation. So if anybody out there that is an insider on this deal, understand in the context this is coming from. This was pure rumor and hearsay. But about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, I was told that Honda had been reaching out 
to riders and, and agents about a 450 spot. Uh, now, I don't know if they were considering adding a third guy. I don't know if they were concerned that Kenny may not come back at some point or if they were considering that this might be Kenny's last year. I don't know. And I don't want anybody to think that I, I do know. But people I trust were telling me that Hondo had, was having conversations about a, a rider, adding a rider that they didn't currently have. Mm-hmm. And this was, you know, Sexton was already signed up and all these things. This would have been either an addition or a replacement for Kenny. I, I don't know. So that leads me to think that maybe there's something there or maybe Honda really just didn't know what Kenny's future was. And maybe they still don't know. Um, but I, I think if anybody's like, yeah, Kenny be back, not worried about it, I, when, I think that would be a, a bit premature too. When does Jet move up, do you think? What, what's the appropriate year, I barring injuries and all that stuff? Okay. I think 24. Yeah. Uh, I, think he, I think he wins a lot this year. I think he defends whatever titles he wins this year. That puts him at 20 years old, like on the same uh, time schedule as Chase Sexton. And then I, I think it all makes sense. Okay. All right. So they might. They, if Kenny goes, they'll need somebody for next year, theoretically. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, Jordan. Thanks for the call. Do you want a pair of goggles? Oh my gosh! Heck yeah! That'd all right. Be awesome. You can pick the Fly Racing Zone Pros worn by Justin Brayton or the FMF Visions worn by Kay Clayson. All right. We'll put you on hold. Okay. Sweet. Thank all right. you. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. We've got a lot of calls here to, to rip through. Michael Antonovich coming up here. Uh, Bob, what's up, man? Hey, Steve, Kicker Bob here. Hey, I got a couple questions for you. I uh, was in a shop last weekend in Illinois, and they had bikes by the name of Sherco. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with those dirt bikes? Yeah, absolutely, yep. Okay. Why are we not – I know they're two strokes, but why are we not seeing them at some point, or are they, and I'm just missing the show that – you, you know, like you, a you mean like, overs- overseas like motocross stuff. Like, why don't we see them in motocross and stuff? Well, motocross, I could see. Obviously, your buddy that's riding two-stroke and supercross, he could be sponsored by him. No, you can't. They got to homologate them. So Sherco has to pay the AMA uh, some money and supply certain number of bikes in America to go racing in uh-huh. supercross or motocross. So. Sherco, they have a pretty they have a pretty good presence in, in uh, GNCC racing though. Yeah, yeah, they're they're definitely around, right? So um, they would have to do that for Supercross and Motocross, and I guess they don't want to. Do I would it, bet so. I would bet that they're homologated because there are several Sherco dealers around the country that I've been to. Um, yeah, one's over by Peoria, Illinois. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And I've, I've been in them just in my you know my fly racing job. I've been to several of them. I actually spoke to the owner of one in Dallas this morning. About a about a deal. Um, so, I don't know what the reason they, is for not supercross. I would guess that that it, they're probably not super competitive for supercross because they're so off road oriented. Sure, sure. Uh, that would that would be my first guess. Uh, but I, I think to... it's coming. I think long term it's coming if they continue growing. Okay, that's what my question was. Do they compare to the quality of the bigger in the industry like a KTM and such? Yeah, I don't know. Probably was the people I've talked to about them uh, say that. It's really nice because I think they come with a lot of upgrades, stock. Yeah, um, that's what I was asking. It, yeah. wondering. Yeah, right. But I think it's also uh, it's a big ask to go in and jump into the deep end against KTM in that space. Uh, sure. I do sure. think, but like we talked about on the Pulp Show, Beta and Triumph are coming. So we're going to have two new OEMs coming. So. Huh. Um, all right. Um, what about yeah. what your comment was about Jet into the 450? If we're going to have a little bit of a gap timeline-wise, could they may would they be thinking uh, Honda Honda putting Hunter in first as Jet moves in? I don't know. I don't. Do you feel like Hunter's ready for 450 spot, JT? I'm not sure. I'm there. I don't think he's a shoe in to go 450 Honda. I'm not saying it's out of the question. Um, I, I sure, think it, it would be a, a matter of timing. In. Yeah, but he certainly could fill that bridge that gap. Right. The the tough thing is, what do they do in 24? Do they go three guys? Does Hunt? You know, I, I don't know. I guess Hunter would have a year to prove himself. Yeah, uh, but to sure. me, to me, Sexton and Jet are the future, and then Hunter, he, he certainly can be in that in that mix. I just don't think it's a lock. Uh, yeah, sure. I, I, I'm with JT. Thanks, Bob. Thanks for the call, hey, man. Hey, one more qu- one more thing. Ryan Villapoto, best co-host ever. Oh Steve. wow, okay. Best. He so, was he was great two weeks ago. Sober, oh, so sober gosh. RV, not the not the hammered RV. <laughs> He's fun either way. Come on. <laughs> he is. Yeah, no, he's great. Thanks for, uh, thanks for calling, hey, great man. Great talking to you guys. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thanks. Jeremy, what's up, man? How are you? All right, guys. How are you? Good. What's going on? 
Oh, man. So I guess my question kind of dates back to the Glendale Review Show, and, and which I listened to, and, and I don't remember you going into great detail with it, but I do remember you speaking of some, some of the higher-ranked amateurs that came out, went into pros, didn't really, you know, blossom like maybe they were expected. But I was scrolling through social media just the other day, and you probably know where I'm going with this. Jordan Bailey made a post kind of calling you out and, you know, saying that he was a seven-time Loretta's champion. And by, by, by you, he's the definition of washed up now. And, and I don't know if you've seen it or had a chance to respond yeah, to it. Yeah, I, I, uh, I responded. Did you, in, did you check that out? I responded in there um, to, uh, to Jordan. Um, I saw that. I mean, look, man, I, I don't know what to say. He didn't make it as a pro motocross. It doesn't make him a bad dude. It doesn't make – I don't wish him harm. I, I just brought his point up that – he was probably a case of uh, too much too soon. And I got a couple of texts from some current riders that are like, yeah, he didn't really work that hard. Now, whatever. Like, what, well, like, I mean, what, like whatever. Like, I'm not going to put that out there. But, you know, uh, publicly, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to blow these riders I out. Remember, I don't remember you ridiculing, you know, anybody. No, you know, no. It, that, it, but it, I, I just, I, what uh, I said was these, these teams, I think these teams should look at some guys like that are pros already. Like Amar back in the day, or Wageman now, or you know Carnell or whatever, they should look at these guys now, and maybe give them a ride instead of bringing up some amateur that isn't going to do much. Ala Jordan Bailey or Sean Cantrell or or, or uh, uh, Mitchell Falk or whoever, right? So, right. I right. mean, I'm sorry, like that Jordan took offense to that, but I don't feel like that was that out of line to say. And and like, you know, he didn't make it. JT. Uh, you know, lots of kids don't make it. I didn't make it. I, one time I tried to ride pro too, and I didn't make it. Jordan Bailey certainly <laughs> got a lot further than me, but, you know, like I, I don't know what to say to, to, to Jordan. Uh, yeah, and I, I, didn't, um, I didn't hear the context of which she's made, you made these comments in. Um, but well, what it was, was he it was the review show. It was, it was the review show. So you were on really? the line. Yes. Okay. Well, yes. clearly I did then. What was he? <laughs> what was he offended by? Then? I, I don't know. I guess I said you know that these guys aren't going to do anything. I think I said the amateurs that don't do anything in the pros. Huh. So like after after racing? No, 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 no. During racing. Huh. Okay. Like I, to me, know. in my opinion, I thought I thought Jordan Bailey deserved. A shot coming out of amateurs, he was really, really good. Of course, as an yeah. amateur. Yeah. Um, so if, if he thinks that the comment was that he didn't deserve a chance, then I, I, I don't think that. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard. No, it's yeah, hard yeah, for me to yeah. really comment without seeing. Right. And, and, did, and the question is, did Jordan even listen, or did somebody tell him what yeah, I said? That we know. We know that how that goes. That right? happens That's all the time. Common. So yeah. uh, you know uh, what I mean? Like, what can you do, uh, uh, Jeremy? What can I do? I just, I yeah. cover, I cover professional yeah. racing and. You know, and I talk about professionals, and that's what Jordan Bailey was. And so my, I have a job Absolutely. to comment on that and and whatever. So I didn't say he was a shitty human being. I didn't say he's a washed-up failure now in life. I didn't say any of that. I don't know. I wish him nothing but the best. But the fact is, yeah. Yeah. he didn't do much with his chance on a factory bike. I saw that, and I was just kind of wondering what your input was. But I got one more question. I know sure. it happened a couple of weeks, but I haven't heard Levi Kitchen with a uh, – with a take on the previous week's uh, previous day's, you know, race. What's the what's the deal with Levi? When's he gonna come back on? Yeah, I gotta get him back on. I, I wasn't sure how much he was into it, to be honest, Jeremy. I, I mean, I didn't know how much he liked it, you know. So I kind of didn't feel yeah. like he. I was gonna do that every single week. Uh, I thought I was gonna give him a chance, and you know, so I can reach out to him. Yeah, he's the chef is cool. I'll get him back on. Oh yeah, he is. Um, I was. I don't. I don't live too far from where he trained at Real Deal, and yeah. and met Levi down there. And some as as my kid rode down there a little bit. And uh, Levi's a great guy, man. I'm looking forward to him seeing. Uh, we're gonna be in Dallas, and, and you know, get to watch him there. So I'm looking right. forward to it. And love love hearing from Levi. Awesome, man. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, thank you to Pro Taper and FMF uh, Vision and Get Maxis Tires, Plum Creek Funding, all on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Uh, JT, we got a few calls left for you. Tom's been on hold for a while. Tom, what's up, man? Hey, guys. Appreciate uh, you getting me in here. Um, have a thought for you in the main event. I know everybody calls in with these crazy ideas. I've been thinking about this. What if we open the shows, the night show, with LCQs, then do Moto 1? I'm calling them Moto, Steve, not what you call them. Call them Moto 1, 250, 450. In the middle of there, we do Futures. And then we throw in a B main event and then do a second set of motos, 250, 450. 
So two motos a night instead of three. Oh, okay. Kind of split the difference between the night show currently and the triple crowns. Because I love the no. triple crowns, but I, I get where the riders are coming from. Uh, no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to lose the one main event for all the marbles. You know, here we go. I don't want to lose that. Right. Um, I, I just like triple crowns sprinkled in lightly. You know, just like, you know, like, um, you know, when you put peanut butter all over something, it just ruins it. You just put a nice spread of peanut butter. I like the nice spread of triple crowns. I don't want to lose. I don't want the fans to be doing math in the Supercross main event about, well, Eli went 2-2 and he wins or whatever. So, um, But LCQs, uh, putting the LCQs in the front of the Triple Crowns, I will never back down from that stance. That needs to happen, JT. I, I know you love it. I know the entertainment value would be pretty high. Um, I, I'm not dead set against it. I don't know if you're ever going to get your way, though. Yeah, but... Your, your, your persistence is on a level that I like to consider myself on. So maybe if you just continue to wear these people down, they will just give in because they're tired of hearing it. Maybe. Well, I, I don't think they would be tired. I don't think they're picking any cues from me uh, along the way, but, you know. And that's you and yeah. Wyndham. What if, yeah. what if going to two motos would allow you to do that? So you could put the LCQs at night show. It would give you more time if you only had don't two. Don't screw up our triple crown. And, yeah, no, yeah, but no. I know, but let's be honest, guys. I'm out. Look at Tomac Tom, in, in Moto3 Tom, I'm, I'm out. this week. You, you want to trade a, a triple crown race with Tomac and all the all the heroes for an LCQ? Because uh, I don't. I, I do Moto3 I do was the sleeper this week. Tomac well, is doing math. Okay, Tomac. I, I would rather watch Tomac than Cade Clayson. That, and I oh, wow. I, oh, wow. There it is. I, oh, I don't boy. care. You, would you not? You, so, hold on. Fair question. You'd rather watch the LCQ than a race with all the, the stars? Steve? Yeah, because I, I thought Moto3 no, was Steve, kind of a sleeper. Steve. No, not you, Steve. No. Okay. <laughs> but, but, hey, uh, um, uh, uh, Tom, uh, you, yes, Tomac was just doing what he had to do to win the overall, but nobody else was. You know what Anderson I mean? Anderson like, was going for it. Right, right. You picked one guy out of the whole thing, and the other... Sexton did a quad that I would have never seen. Right. Like, 21 other guys were racing their balls off, you know? That's true. Yeah, I, just, I, so. just, I, I figured you'd like the idea. No, I, I don't... I, stick to the one main event and, and stick to triple crowns. We're good. I'm in on the LCQ. Yeah. No yep. problem. But yep. don't, don't take away the, the good guys. Tom, you, what, want, you want a pair, of, you want a pair of Fly Zone Pro goggles? Yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. All right, stay on hold. All right, we'll get. We'll get, okay. get him. He was on hold for thirty minutes, so we got to do. That. I think he's right. I think he's right on the LCQs, and I think you're right on the LCQs. I just don't know that we're ever going to win that one, dude. Nothing is better than the lights coming up, and Lurch or you know the other guys or whoever saying, "Everybody, the top four get to go on. The rest go home on the Greyhound bus." Why? Yeah, no, it's cool. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, yeah. I I'm not fighting it. Right. I just, I think we're going to lose. Yeah. Which, yeah. Whatever. Okay. Uh, Austin's on four. Last call for JT. Austin, go ahead. What's your question for JT? Uh, real quick, I was the guy that tweeted you last night about GL, and boy, I did not know the shit storm I was starting in my mentions, and I can't imagine what was in your mentions. Yeah. But uh, yeah. that, that was entertaining. But uh, I was calling about Triumph and Beta. Like, what are the actual expectations of these brands? Is this going to be a Cannondale situation where it's just a complete shit show, or do they expect to actually, you know, like get top-level guys and – win titles and if they well, do want top level gods who's who's up not gonna happen right off the bat right not gonna happen right off the bat they need time to grow i know beta is telling people we're gonna have top riders but then again i've been telling people that i'm gonna weigh 150 pounds for a few months so uh, you can say whatever you want but there's no chance jt that beta and triumph like win right off the bat and get going off the bat i could eat those words but i don't see it well the only way they would ever be able to do it is if they went the gas gas route you know, if you're if you're creating a bike from scratch Which or they both are. or whatever, right, right. Then I think I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Um, I, I think Beta, no, because Beta's not doing that, right? Beta is creating their own tech and whatever. Um, you're also not going to get Eli Tomac to sign up for Triumph, I don't believe. So it, it's a. Yeah, it's a I don't really know if anybody's contracts are up either. Yeah, lots of guys. Well, come. there's always people available. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, Dylan Ferrandis is available for one, right? I have no idea if he's even considering something like that. But, I mean, there, there are riders, really good riders that are available. Roxon's available. Ferrandis is available. Um, there's, there's talent out there. But I think maybe even Cincerillo might be available. I don't know that for sure. But he could be as well. Um, yeah, good point. 
but to send, but for someone like that to sign up for a brand new motorcycle when they don't have to is a really tough ask. Yeah, I um, I don't see it. But you know what? I heard that I heard the I heard the Triumph thing is a two fifty only team to start. I think you'll see Bobby Hewitt run that thing. I think you'll see uh, Steve Westfall over there, Scuba Steve. Um, I think you'll see Zach Osborne over there also. Didn't you get some pushback on that though? The, I did. Like I, in a I group did. text, you said, I, and I don't know. I did. I, don't know I did. Anything, but I, but. I, I think it. I think what okay. I, I just yeah. kind of hope these these guys don't get the like they don't come in and get disheartened not winning right off the bat. I hope they like stick it out and try and actually make a run at it because, like you said, the next the next couple of years I don't see them winning anything. No, and that's fine. That's fine. They got to start somewhere. So you know what I mean. Like I don't. Yeah, I think it's managing expectations, right? Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a big yeah. part of it. So uh, thanks for the call, Austin. Thank you, man. Right. Thank you. JT, what did you hear about Van Horbeek's beta when you were going over there? Like early on, it was okay. Then it seemed like as the year went on, kind of started breaking more, started having little subpar results. So the, the deal was it depended on which track he was at. Um, mm-hmm. He seemed to be a bit underpowered. And when they got into certain tracks, they had more mechanical gremlins pop up. Yeah. Uh, but at certain tracks, man, he was really good. Mm. So. I don't know. I had never ridden one, anything like that. But that was that was, that was the definitely word. the yeah. word in the pits was like, depending on the track, if it's the right setup, we can do really good. If it's not, we're not going to be close. And I want to say it was the sand that was causing all the issues and the hard pack, he was really good. But mm. I, I could be wrong. It was something like that, though. Right. Uh, all right, before we let you go, JT, here on the show, give me your winners for the Anaheim 3. I think we're going to get more of the same. I think Tomac wins. Uh, I just like the momentum he kind of has going. Uh, but I, I do think Jason Anderson will be in the mix. And I'm, contri- I'm contradicting my pick that I wrote in a column this morning, which was Chase Sexton. So clearly I'm not sold on it. Um, but I, I think that's, that's, uh, those three are your podium again. Um, you know, Tomac, Sexton, Anderson, those three. And then uh, in the 250 class, I, I think Christian Craig runs away with this thing. Um, I, I just – Loved everything about it. You, you look at how much better he was than everybody last weekend, and man, he's overcoming a lot. So, all things considered, I think he's going to make it look pretty easy this weekend. All right, sounds good, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for calling. We're doing the fantasy pod uh, after this, so stay tuned, everybody. Thanks. Okay, guys. See you. Right. That's Jason Thomas on the Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show. Plum Creek funding. These guys came on this year. Uh, they've been getting some good uh, leads and everything else. So please check out Plum Creek funding. P-L-U-M-CreekFunding.com. If you're looking to purchase a home in this year, you're a first-time buyer, you're an investor, you want to pull some cash out, you want to get a lower rate, Plum Creek Funding has programs that suit your needs. Contact a professional with over 25 years of experience. This is for Colorado, Nevada, and California. Uh, reach out to Zach Morris today, 720-212-4685. Uh, please, PlumCreekFunding.com. Thank you to uh, ProTaper and Get FMF Vision, Max's Tires, and the folks that get uh, two-stroke, four-stroke ECUs, uh, they have RPM uh, limiters or RPM uh, dashboards as well on there. They have uh, their sister company, Athena, makes uh, top ends and cylinders and big bore kits, things like that. If you want a discount from the folks that get, email us using a contact form on pulpamex.com. We'll pass it on. They'll give you a pulp show deal uh, on a get ECU, on a get RPM dashboard, on anything Athena. Uh, please check that out. Uh, and uh, we got lots of questions still on hold here on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. But let's uh, let's get our one of our favorite guests on from Swap Moto Live. Michael Antonovich, what's up, Ant- Anton? What's going on? How can people say the Craig Freeze thing is a racing incident, Anton? Because How- it was. It happened in a race. It was an incident in a race. It's <sighs> a racing incident by definition. Great. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, you, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I just, uh, I would love to see GL and, and Stu and anybody else who said like, oh yeah, you know, it's just good hard racing. I'd love to see their reactions on getting blown off their bike. Them. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I mean, as we've said, you know, we have that interview with Vince on the website right now and everything, you know, everybody's going to have their own take on it and we're up, whatever, you know, whatever Vince was thinking in his helmet at that time and whatever Christian was thinking in his helmet at that time is we'll never know, you know, you'll never know what it's really going to be. Do you agree with the probation or do you think there should have been a fine? Now I talked to Mike Pelletier at the AMA and he mentioned that there was no complaints on Vince since 2019, like nothing written up, you know what I mean? So there's there's no there's probation just like they've given out for um, Bogle and Barsha and these other guys Brees and these guys. Do you think there should have been a fine? No, I mean I, realistically, I, the 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 fine thing's not going to do anything. 
fine thing as a monetary value. It's really not going to hurt Vince. You know, even when they discussed giving Bogle a fine at uh, San Diego, they negotiated the price on that thing down. It's so that's even one of those very fluid situations where, where who knows. Um, I think it's going to take something else really to, to set the tone going forward on that. Monetary value does not matter to these guys. You know, the, we're talking about 20-something-year-old kids who – have a lot of money in the bank and 2500 bucks on a weekend is not going to hurt him. Yeah, no, he probably got a good point there. Um, but all right, uh, moving on to A3. Um, should be uh, hot this weekend, hot JT said. And dry. Yeah, going to be a little Wind, more slippery. Dude, it's so windy here. Is it? Yeah. It, it's so windy here. Uh, it's going to be like 88, 85 tomorrow, 88, 85 on Saturday. Um, so, I mean, that's a huge factor, too, because we're going to get three completely different Anaheim tracks, you yeah. know, and I think that that's going to be. Uh, can be interesting when we hear you know three Anaheims and all these things and so many people thought it was going to be so boring this is an ideal situation not only for us as race fans but for teams too because they're going to get three different conditions to try their motorcycles in and see what happens yeah it should be interesting to see how it goes uh sticking with the uh, Vince thing uh only in this sense Anton poor Hunter Lawrence uh, he won his first race of the year, and he's eight points back of um, of uh, Craig, and no one's really talking about it, and including myself, I I um, I put myself in that category too. Uh, Hunter Lawrence won a race, and no one was really talking about it. Dude, I didn't even know that Hunter had won the overall when I was standing at the podium on Saturday night because <laughs> of everything else that was happening. Like he walked up on the stage, and I was like, man, that's weird. Like Hunter got second, and they're going to have him come out. First, you know, because yeah. after doing this for so long, we know what the TV like uh, scenario is. And then, like, I kept thinking, I'm like, oh no, maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't. Yeah, that's how unpredictable last Saturday night was. And great for Hunter, you know, because he has been building, and that's exactly what he needed. Uh, I had even said on our SML podcast after Anaheim too, like, realistically, Mosman could have been the guy that would have been Christian's bigger competition for race wins and stuff like that because he did have the raw speed and the starts that Hunter didn't have. Maybe this is what Hunter needs for this last break, or this last race before the break, uh, some stuff to work on, some confidence, some things to really know that they got to outline so that mm-hmm. when they come back for that shootout in Seattle and Denver and Salt Lake City, he's there. You know, that could make things very interesting. This thing's far from over. I was, I, I kind of been saying the same thing too. Like, um, I, I feel like Mosman has Craig's raw speed. Uh, he could do something, and I feel... Hunter is smarter. He's older. He, he's consistent, more consistent. All of that, and but I put Craig as riding better than Hunter Lawrence right now, and I don't know if Hunter has that next level to match Christian. Having said that, though, he's only eight points back. He's only eight back of this thing through all the stuff that's been going on. So he could find himself uh, with a little bit of luck right there. If they get a start, like if Hunter can really start being a top three guy off the start and being able to just click it off and show that intensity in the first three, five minutes of a main event, I think it's a whole different dynamic. But when he has to come from six, seventh, eight, and he gives those guys a little bit of breathing room to take off, it, it changes everything. You know, we saw that at San Diego and that was him and Michael racing heads up. And, um, you know, Michael did have a little bit of a, of a speed advantage there, but, but Hunter, I don't yeah. think Michael's going to have that now. I, I, you know, Michael's going to be sore. He's going to be, you know, just trying to get through this weekend if he even races. And so, uh, yeah, I, I think that this whole thing has been different. And like you said, eight points. Look at everything Christian has had happen. Look at just how dominant he has been. And Hunter is just plugged away. Yeah. And he's right there in it. You know, one thing happens like Christian has any mistake, any anything, finishes. Who knows why, but out of the top five, that's an eight-point swing that it's in Hunter's favor. A lot of talk about Eli Tomac on my shows, and and Osborne was in on Monday talking about it. Also, in your experience with Eli this year in 2022, and I, I know I don't think you and Eli have always seen eye to eye, right? There was some, a little bit of I don't I don't know why I really like Eli. Right. Like, I think Eli is awesome. The only thing that I think that he could really be pissed at me about, and understandably so, is the Savachi thing from a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, but we had cleared that up, and and you know if he, however. However, I, you know, I, but I have the utmost respect for him. I'm yeah. very happy to see where he's at. I'm glad that a guy like him is having so much fun and so, the team so, that's around. So my point yeah. is, do you notice him better this year? I'm not sure if you had any interactions and if you have been, have you been kind of noticing what I've been saying and others have been saying that he seems mm-hmm. happier? Oh, dude, 100%. Okay. Uh, All right. And yeah. this is like, I know you wouldn't watch it, 
Really watch that Dirt Shark video that oh came out God. yesterday. I'd rather no, punch myself in the balls. Shut up. Shut up and listen. The stuff that he is saying to him, like, dude, my tires just feel like I'm a cat on carpet. Like, he is just so locked in right now, and yep. he's saying stuff so openly. Like, mm-hmm. other dudes should be very uh, concerned about that. You know, because if he's in that zone that he hasn't been in in the last realistically three or four years, this is going to get very interesting. You know, even in 2020 when he went for that Supercross championship, it wasn't like he was as happy-go-lucky, as quick, as confident, as just dominant. From the first time he really put tires to the track on Saturday in Arizona, it was on. Yeah, it's uh, it's good. So, hey, where are you at on the Cooper Webb worry meter? I'm asking everybody that. Where's where's Michael Antonovich on the Cooper Webb worry meter? Uh, He has to get through this weekend and just, like, be okay. You know, don't give up too many more points. And I really do think with everybody on that new bike, once they get to the East Coast, things should come around. Um, So you're not – it's not not a high worry level for you. I mean, he's down a bit in the championship. He's going to really have to, like, go on a tear and have a lot of things go his way. Uh, But like Zach said on Monday night, race wins I don't think are out of the question. I think he could claw his way back into this. At any point, uh, he could make it interesting, but he needs to get to that point where uh, the bike's good and they're not really having a lot of questions. Like Zach said, they did so much testing in Florida and on that different dirt and in all these different things, and then they come out here for their first real West Coast hard pack races in three years, you know, two years, in California, in Oakland, in Phoenix. Different stuff, you know, it's different than they have had happen. Uh, the extended time that we've had in Salt Lake City is still, I don't think it was enough, like, hard pack stuff after we didn't come here at all last year. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Well, you're not, I don't think you're, yeah, you're not high up on there. Okay, all right, fair enough, Anton. Um, what do you hear about Triumph? Uh, I hear a lot of mixed things. I don't know. At first I heard it's only a 250 team, and then I heard it could be more. Uh, I'll be very interested to see what who's involved in it as this press release gets closer of saying who the team people are, who is involved, who they pick up for writers, who they pick up for sponsors. There's so many factors in this thing that could go a lot of different ways. We really need to see a bike. Like we really, really got to yeah. see a bike soon to yep. kind of address more of what it's going to be. Because I think once you see the bike and you know, is it a KTM hybrid with different plastics and all these things, is, is it their own thing that they just had man- manufactured in a KTM facility who knows? Until you get to that point, and then you see what the uh, the structure is. Is okay, are you, the KTM group involved at all? I don't know. Are you hearing you know? that? Are you hearing that the KTM ish bike? Uh, I hear like a lot of back and forth stuff okay. because I've even been you know reading about where KTM's manufacturing uh, involvement has increased in India and stuff like that, and that's huge because you know we don't think about it as a motocross market. That is a huge two wheel area. Uh, and that's why MotoGP and MXGP go to those places. Yes, it's because, you know, they get some incentive from the local governments to go there, but that's a huge bike-selling area. Okay. Um, yeah, I hear Bobby Hewitt, right? Scuba Steve involved in it? It's all what- if that happens, if that happens, I would say there's almost no K-team involvement at all then. Like Roger and Ian and those guys would be completely hands-off right. because I don't think that those two groups are going to work together again. Okay. Well, that's what I'm hearing. So we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, World Supercross uh, talk. The guys were at Anaheim, too, last week on this show. Wygan and I talked about it a little bit. Uh, lots of different reactions to the World Supercross series. Uh, I am I talked to a guy this week for a little while about it who's, who's close to those people. Um, uh, you know, they're going to go in the fall for the first year, and after that, they mm-hmm. seem to be, from what I hear, not directly from them. They want to have races during the Nationals, which I think good luck to that. I don't think they're going to have – I think they can do that. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think they're going to have any top guys doing it. But what do you know? What do you think about this World Supercross Series? Uh, so I've been following this pretty close because, you know, Mr. Global, I want to go see all these races in these other places. Uh, I've talked to Adam Bailey. I've talked to Dave Prater even about what their take on it is. Uh, I think for this first year, if they can get a bunch of good teams, U.S.-based teams, to see the promise in it, understand the um, – the care package that they're going to have kind of taken, taken for them. You know, hey, we'll take care of your logistics, of the lodging, getting the bikes there, getting your staff there. That's a lot of good stuff that I think will incentivize teams to come. But then as these years progress, as they go to take on the Nationals, as they creep closer into the Feld Supercross Series, it could be way different than what we think. Uh, there are a couple of dudes already in the pits that have been eyeing it up and that this could be a big career extender for them. 
you know, I think Brayton would continue to race for three more years if he could, mm-hmm. if this thing pops up that he could keep going for that. Um, I think a guy like Jason Anderson, even this could add another three to four years to his career because it checks off all the boxes that Jason wants to do. It's supercross, it's traveling. Um, and then there's a lot of Australian involvement. I already hear a lot of teams down there are like, yeah, we want to be part of this. Let's do it because they're so close to the A&E group already. Yeah, I'm interested to see what happens. Obviously, I just don't think they're getting OEM factory support from anybody with their riders that during the Nationals. Can't see it. Um, maybe not in year two. They would really have to show them the benefit of picking one series over the other. They really would have to do something. But from what Adam Bailey told me, they went straight to the Japanese OEMs. They didn't really care to talk more to the American-based teams in the initial part of, like, laying this thing out. They went straight to Japan and told the OEMs, this is what we're going to do, and what do you guys think of it? And did they feel like they got confirmation from some Japanese OEMs? They said it seemed pretty positive. Okay. You know? Yeah. I'd like to put some money on that if I could with one of these organizers. Um, But we'll see. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Look, I don't care. I have no dog in this fight. I don't make more or less money. Um, I just think it's cool to see more racing. And absolutely, uh, Marvin, Brayton, A-Ray, Cade, those type of dudes, uh, uh, this is right up their alley. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and I look forward to seeing it. So, um, A lot of good European Supercross guys, too. Yeah. You know, that this could, I mean, you went to the Paris Supercross a few weeks ago, or a few months ago, and you see just, like, even if they're just Euro guys, if they know that thing, they're pretty competitive, and they add a whole dynamic to it. You yeah. know, there'll be, an, if enough people sign on, it will be a good series. Is it going to be this American Supercross killer in five years? I don't know. You know, but I think that a breath of fresh air, uh, some new money to come in and take some risks, some new direction that could happen, some new, mm-hmm. some new anything. Take the pressure off Feld for a bit. You know, it's going to be different, but let somebody else kind of test the water, see what they can do, learn from it, and then uh, adjust from there. You know, I don't think – not all competition is bad. I think it's going to raise the tide for everybody. Uh, all right, let's get some phone calls. Anton's on the line. Uh, Anthony's on five. What's up, Anthony? Hey, doing good. How you guys doing today? Good. Thanks for calling. Hey, wanted to actually call in for a couple weeks. With, with all the electric bikes and new manufacturers and stuff, what do you think the possibility of something like an F1 model? Like there's racing engines and racing teams, and then there's almost like a completely different arm of what manufacturers make for the public. Do you think that's anything in motocross and supercross? What do you think, Anton? They already have that. I mean, that's what MotoGP kind of is. Um, the thing for motocross is that they try to use this as the platform to sell consumer bikes so much. Uh, I think that the F1 model business-wise is what they want to do with the World Supercross thing. They want to have teams buy in to this package that takes care of everything. You have a, uh, you have a reason to race harder. You have a championship structure, all of these things that the F1 model has. That's what the World Supercross guys want to do. But as far as like technology just going completely in this other direction, and these really crazy one-off bikes like we saw in the 80s, I don't think you're going to see that right now. There is stuff like that in the MXGP series, but I don't know if all of the OEMs would just commit wholeheartedly to do that again because the budget's already so set. All right, mm-hmm. there you go. Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right, thank you. Thanks for calling. Uh, Jacob's on, too. What's up, Jacob? Hey, how's it going? What's up? Um, so, JT was kind of touching on about AC's contracts. A little bit. Like, if he's up, do you think Cowie resigns him, or do you uh, think he goes somewhere else? Uh, I think it is up, and I think he resigns. Anton, agreed. Yeah, yeah. I think it's up. Um, I think he resigns because I've had this conversation with a lot of people lately. Look at the the playing field right now and the contracts that are coming up. Who do you see going where? Um, I don't see a lot of these brands, especially Cowie. They've stuck by Adam for so long. Just keep him. Um, yeah. it's, it's probably going to be at a way lower price than anything he's ever had before, if anything, but uh spot there and they like yeah. him. All right. Thanks, Jacob. And then, yeah. What yeah. else? Uh, do you think this is a make or break for Forkner then in the East Coast? I do. I mean, look, uh, I said this, uh, I think uh, one of our review shows or something. He's got to get back to where he was, man. But, man, he's missed so much time. And, you know, I don't if – he, if he crushes it this year – I guess I could see a world where he replaces Adam at Cowie. But I don't see a world where he crushes it this year. Uh, Anton? I don't see – I mean, no offense to Austin or anything, I don't see a world where he replaces Adam. 
No. Yeah, I don't either. I, I don't. I don't. Uh, Cowie likes Adam so much. They've ridden with him through all the highs and lows. Yes, they've done the same thing with Austin, but yeah, you know, they they Adam's there. Adam is a couple puzzle pieces away from being the complete package. Are they going to wait another three to five years to find out if Austin's going to do the same thing? Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. that's that's hard to say. Right. Uh, thanks, Jacob. Thanks for the call. Uh, I mean, I if if Faulkner comes out and wins. Uh, I don't know how many rounds. Are there eight, nine, eight or nine rounds? Whatever there is. Say, say there's nine rounds. If he wins like seven of the nine and a shootout like and, and, and holds together the Nationals and finishes top three, I could see Cowie being like, yeah, I think he's good, and, and let's let's take a chance on him. But, dude, I don't see that happening. He's missed so much time. His uh, You look at his results the last few years. There's not a lot there. Since the Nashville crash, the ACL, that was two years ago now, you know? so Three years ago. Three? Three years ago this year. Yeah, yeah. 19, right. 20, 21, yeah, right, three years coming up. So I don't know, man. I think he's just got to rebuild himself, just rebuild, rebuild. I talked to somebody that's kind of close to him and said he's not 100% from that preseason crash either coming into Minneapolis. So The know. one that happened at State Fair? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, and there's so many dudes that are like that where this is like make or break time. I think RJ is in a similar situation where, you know, Husky believes in him, Husky thinks he's good, but – the carrot at the end of the stick right now is getting him a 450 ride. Put all the pieces together this year. Show us why you're there, and we'll take you into the next step. Uh, if Cowie doesn't take Austin up, there is another OEM chopping at the bit, oh, ready sure. to get him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, that, when that kind of talent and speed, he's going to have to not be good for a while before he loses that good bike, good bike rides. So, mm-hmm. and and to that point as well, just like what we've been seeing with Jason and Eli, does he need a change of scenery? Does he need something mm-hmm. to kind of get away and get away from the old uh, expectations? The um, anything that's been said or done over yeah. these last four or five years, like go get a clean slate and start did, somewhere new. Did you talk to Joe after this weekend? Shimoda? No. Yeah. Oh my God! No, I, it's the most depressing uh, third place I've ever seen in my life. Joe's. I like Joe. Joe's funny. He's. I think that he's. Uh, He's got a lot on his shoulders, you know, and I think that, like JT said the other day in your guys' show, he came in with so much expectation and so much pressure that even we were like, Joe's a title contender. We're not to see that way. I bet that's got to be a big blow for him. Yeah. Uh, and for the first podium of the season really to, or, you know, this podium last weekend for him to get it the way that he did was not the easiest way either. He was not stoked and neither was Mitch. And I'm like, wait, this team just got third, right? Like, I'm not saying they need to be popping bottles, but... You're on the box, and yeah, it was weird. Weird atmosphere over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, all yeah. right, Anton, Swap Moto Live. You can go there, and uh, is it an audio or a video with Freeze? A video. All right, people, video. Yeah, so it's on our watch, YouTube right go now. Go watch you that, can, everybody. Go watch. Yeah, it's that. like 17 minutes. I mean, you know, you're never going to make anybody. You're not going to make anybody happy. I think that we've all just kind of gotten to that point. And uh, look, I'm the Vince defender. I'm the one no, yelling at JT. Hey. You know? No, I, I'm not saying it you. I'm not just saying oh, it okay. you explicitly. I mean, there's people that are going to be out there that, you know, Vince could do or say whatever, and, and you know, who yeah, knows? Yeah, who yeah, knows if, yeah. if this changes in these other races or who knows? Uh, the big thing, though, that I think is been not odd to see, but just kind of like eye-opening, so many 450 guys now are like, oh, shit, we got to race in a couple weeks. Yeah, you know? yeah, get ready. Uh, and I don't think, like, I don't think that it's going to be – the chaos that so many people expect. You know, if you look at Vince on the 250, he's ridden great. But a 250 main event and a 450 main event, two completely different worlds right now, yeah. uh, especially those tracks that we're getting ready to go to. So who knows? Yeah. You know, who knows how these next few weeks play out. All right, before we let you go, give me your winners in each class. Mm, I think this weekend will be Christian again. You know, this is California hard pack. This is what he grew up on. Uh, that said, though, I think Hunter would be pretty good, so it's going to be splitting hairs between these two. But I give momentum to Christian. And, uh, shit, I think Eli does another one. Yeah. yeah Eli's on it. I, can't I think argue. Eli's like, he's there. And if that really does happen, we have uh, other guys have a lot of concerns. I, I personally hope that Eli doesn't go on a tear because things would get so boring. You know, even in these last few years, if he was as dominant as he had been in other seasons, this – we, the excitement of the 2019 season, of 2020, of 2021, all that stuff would be out the window. Nobody had Eli being better than ever before coming into this year. <laughs> That's for sure. I did. <laughs> better than ever before? Yeah, dude, totally. Uh, then you need to dig that clip up, and I will. I will. I want to see that because uh, you deserve a lot of praise for that. So. Yeah. Uh, when when they started saying that he was going to do that last year, and just the personnel that were 
going to be at the team, as we've talked about so many times. Yep. I, I said the same thing for Jason. I thought Jason would be better than he'd ever been. I don't know, but I thought yep. Jason would be back to where he was uh, in 2018. All right. Uh, sounds good, man. Thanks for the time, Anton. We'll see you this weekend, all right? All right. See you guys. All right. See you. That's Michael Antonovich, everybody, on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show, presented by Get Pro Taper, Maxis, FMF Vision, Plum Creek Funding, all on board with us. Thanks to Fly and FMF for us giving the goggles away. Tits, great job. Yeah, Yeah, buddy. I mean, today was one of your better ones. Good, thanks. Yeah, just, yeah. I thought you were on it from the start. Yep. So, bringing in the best. Starting one minute early, even. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Uh, thanks for uh, listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Anaheim 3 coming up. We'll see you next week.